Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wolfpackers show. My name is Ethan McDowell, and I am here with Noah Fleischman. It is time for another one of our weekly basketball updates this is your first time watching our basketball update show, it's going to go something like this. We're going to talk about everything that happened in the past week, and then we're going to look forward. It's pretty simple, pretty basic. We're going to talk men's and women's basketball because there's a lot of um, hot-button topics to talk about with both programs right now, some excitement brewing around both teams, and we're going to break it down all over the next half hour or so. Um, before we do that, I just want to you know, a couple housekeeping items. We are both writers for the wolfpacker.com. That's NC State site on the On3 network. So go check it out. We're, we're both covering, um, you know, the both, both basketball teams. Football recruiting literally never stops. So we're both still covering that. And um, there's a, a lot of fun stuff going on right now around NC State athletics. A lot of good momentum. Um, like we said, around both basketball teams, around the football program. And there's no better place to get the latest news, get the latest analysis, then the wolfpacker.com right now it is only one dollar to join for your first month of premium access that includes our message board um premium recruiting scoops team analysis um when a basketball game ends guys we we put up a story right at the buzzer and it's in, instant analysis right there um get your thoughts there and then take it over to the message board and share your opinions on what happened so go check it out it's only one dollar and um well worth it in my extremely biased opinion but um, we're, 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 let's go ahead and start talking, though. The, obviously, we are recording this a um, little after noon on Wednesday. And the big topic is NC State's win over Wake Forest. Um, a really just a hard-fought game. Um, Kevin Keats receives a double technical in the first half, gets tossed, and the team responded. They, they showed a lot of fight. And um, Noah, you'll talk about, I'm sure, Keats's press conference after the game um, and how proud he was of his squad for fighting like that. But it's, it was one of those tough wins that you need to win in the ACC. It was a great win at PNC Arena. And, um, no, I just wanted to get your initial thoughts on um, what looked like, to me, an impressive victory for the Pack. It was. They, you know, were down 12 in the first half. It was like, okay, like something's got to change. Well, Kevin Keats got ejected. You know, the referees, you know, people like to rip on referees, but it was not a good rep, not a good officiated game, you know, from a, you know, non-biased opinion, just watching a basketball game. It was not a great game to watch with the, with the three guys in stripes and Kevin Keats wasn't pleased. There was a ton of calls that were going one way, weren't going the other way. And, and, you know, he was riding the officials a little bit. And then Dennis Parker goes up for a layup in the first half toward the end, three minutes or so left in the game and the first half. And he gets blatantly fouled and no call. And, um, let's just say the 10 players in the court had to avoid running into Kevin Keats on the court when they were running down the other way. He's standing on the court yelling and that gets him one technical and then kept yelling for like literally 30 more seconds and picked up a second one. So he got tossed second ejection of the season, which he thinks is the first time he's been ejected more than twice in the season because he said he only thinks he has five ejections in his coaching career. So two in one year is kind of crazy, um, but it is what it is. It fired up this team. He left 
fired up. He he continued arguing. Then he walked away, got the crowd amped. The crowd was amped the rest of the night after that. They were on the officials booing every single call, living and dying by the whistle. Made it a really good atmosphere. And then NC State was able to come back and win the game. A 12-2 run, kind of turned it around, got them back at 69-69. Then free throw shooting, which was a really bad to start, was really good at the end. I think they finished 20-21 from the line, able to, to put um, Wake Forest away late. Um, there was more pushing and shoving and more ejections at the end of the game. But it was kind of, you know, two double texts that probably shouldn't have been given. Mohamed Diara kind of headbutted Hunter, Hunter Salas, but not really. They kind of lightly touched heads, I would say, but they both got ejected for that. And then Ben Middlebrooks, who was the reason why that whole tussle started, because he got fouled. He could pick up a tech and then fouled out. So it is what it is. A lot of, a lot of fouls. There's, there's 50,000 in the game, which tells you everything you need to know. Six technicals, three ejections. Crazy. But NC State came out on top. And what it was a chaotic game, but I think it shows this team's growth. They won. They've won games by blowing teams out. They've won slugfest, and now they've won a game where the game kept going back and forth and, and was pretty chaotic. Yeah, and you know it's one of those where um, it's a game where it can be pretty euphoric to win a matchup like that, and you saw it in like the post game celebration. Like the team was fired up for that win, and deservedly so. Um, and man, it, it sucks to lose a game like that. And um, you, you saw Steve Forbes' comments after the game. Um, he was clearly disappointed in the result, obviously, um, Wake Forest head coach. But, yeah, um, and you do all that, Noah, and you, you shot the, – the NC State shot 53.7% from the field, right? But they shot 0 of 8 from 3. They did not hit a 3. Um, our um, Noah Stats and Info Department did some um, research uh, on that this morning, and he found that is over 1,000 – um, matchups between the last time they won a game without um, without making a three pointer, um, we believe. So that's pretty that's pretty staggering. That's that's pretty impressive and um, a very notable accomplishment by this team. That they they're showing that they can win in adversity. And um, which is what I wanted to ask about um, Kevin Keats's comments after the game, Noah, and talking about it was I believe the last thing he said coming off of the off of the podium last night, right? He, he, he was he, he was tired of it. He channeled some of his inner Dave Doran. Um, and for the um, listeners, for the viewers, explain what that means now. Yeah, you know, people like Dave Doran's fire and they like what he says in press conferences, you know, telling Steve Smith to kiss his ass and things like that. People like it. Well, people kept saying that Kevin Keats hadn't done that yet. And then he hadn't, you know, been able to, to be fired up on the podium and, and give the fan base a little bit of juice like Dave Dorn does. And it gets everyone fired up, gets the team fired up, gets, you know, the, the, the fan base fired up, gets the rest of the coaching staff fired up. He, before he left the podium, which, you know, the SID Craig Hamill was like, all right, let's wrap things up. Keats was like, I want to stay here for 10 more minutes. He was fired up. He was a happy camper, but then he kind of, he kind of got going. Then he realized like, oh, I probably should wrap it up. But right before <laughs> he got off the podium, he said, you know, I'm tired of this blank, man. I'm tired of people talking about how we ain't tough enough. Hey, we're pretty damn tough today, right? I'm not going to get go get any bourbon because I don't drink, but it was hell of a night for us. And, yes, somebody did ask if, if NC State's a basketball school. He declined the comment, uh, but, uh, yeah, he's fired up. It was a good thing to see. And, you know, I think this is a thing that can translate into more wins. I think it sets the tone. I wrote about it last night. I think it sets the tone. For NC State and ACC play, where 
needs to take care of business. They didn't get any marquee win in non-conference play. Kevin Keats talked about that last night, saying how the media says they don't have a win. Now they have a win over Wake Forest, which looks pretty good. Yeah, I think it's going to have to keep rolling. They got Virginia Tech on Saturday. We'll talk about that later. But this is a win that sets the tone. And they're 5-1. and one. They're second place in the ACC. And they're 5-1 and one in conference play for the first time since 89-90 season, or 88-89, which is the same year they didn't hit a three and, and still won a game. So that year was a pretty good year, and they're starting to replicate it pretty well right now. Yeah, and uh, we're not over here saying this team is perfect. Like, going 0-8 from three is not a good thing, right? Like, you obviously <laughs> want to hit some of those shots. Um, and there's going to be nights, like the UNC game, which um, we haven't gotten to talk about, and we'll, we, we'll touch on briefly. Um like where the shots aren't falling and that's going to be the reason you lose. Like the, the, the team's lack of consistent outside shooting will lose it some games this season. That's just reality. That's something that um, NC state fans have to realize, but you should still be encouraged. It really looks like this team is definitely developing its identity. And I think that mid mid January, um, the beginning of ACC plan play is the time to do that. Right. And now if you can build some momentum, get hot. Hey, uh, maybe we're, NC State's moving themselves back onto onto the bubble, and um, we're talking tournament for them because this was a good NCAA tournament resume building win, and um, something that um, the coaches, players, and fans should all be um, all, all be encouraged by. And um, before we move on, um, no, we were talking about this off mic, but I, I want to address some of the Kevin Keats haters who are using this as an excuse to bash him and say that, oh, the team played so much better after his ejection. That's a compliment, first of all. Like, and, and it, when a coach gets a technical like that and Keats admitted to it, it's a calculated thing. There's very rare occasions where the coach is just um, losing his cool like that. It's a calculated thing there. They want to, you know, inject that energy into their team, into the crowd, like, which is what happened. And, um, I, I, I saw fans using it as an excuse to be like, oh, NCAA, NC State played like a completely different team when Kevin Keats was in the locker room post-ejection. That wasn't because some at somehow the game plan magically changed. Like, it, 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 that's not it. It was the same game plan that Keats helped come up with, help install. It, it, just because he got ejected doesn't mean NC State changed fundamentally as a team. The win that you saw from the Wolfpack was because of the culture, because of the mentality, because of the decisions Kevin Keats made in that game before and during his ejection. So I just had to get that off my chest, Noah. Sorry. But um, I, I think it's just important to address that um, Keats deserves credit, not criticism for the things, for the way things unfolded last night. Yeah, he, he energized his team with the ejection. He did say he only thought he didn't get one tech and stay in the game. And But you know, the second one, he went. He wasn't feeling great. He coached in a mask. Some people think maybe he was just, he wanted to go sit in the back and just wasn't feeling good. And he, he felt a lot better, I think, after the win. Um, but yeah, you know. The last thing I think we should talk, touch on here and we'll talk about, I think it's a good segue into North Carolina real quick, is they didn't make any threes. But they only took eight. Mm. They've taken 15, 17, 20 in almost every single game this year. And even when the three balls not falling, they're still taking a lot. Well, I think showed growth last night where they don't make a three. So they just start dribbling in close to the basket, get your twos. They add up and you end up coming out on top. I think it was good growth. They'd rather go 0 from 8 rather than the 2 from 20 
that they they had a couple of games to go right. I, I think that that's a lot better than two for twenty against North Carolina. I, yeah. I, I think that at least right. You, you, you're going to keep taking them. You're going to make them right. Number odds are they're eventually going to fall, but they were able to adjust and say, you know what, go inside. They shot sixty three percent inside the arc. That'll win you games, and that's what it did against Wake Forest. And against a team with like two seven footers too, like Wake Forest, it's not like um, it, they're any slouch as well. So um, that was they uh, did get them in foul trouble. That was yeah, part of the plan. They got Efton Reed. Right? Yeah, Efton Reed came out early. You know, he fouled out pretty early in the game. Andrew Carr, who was their leading scorer, he fouled out toward the end. But getting Efton Reed out of the game helped a lot, open up things. You know, without DJ Burns, who was sick for most of the game, I think there's a sickness going around the program. They're finding different ways. Muhammad Diara and Ben Middlebrooks, probably the two stars of the game, going up against two seven-footers and Diara with 13 rebounds, which I projected on my uh, three thoughts and a bold prediction, said he was going to grab 13. He grabbed exactly 13, so we'll take it. And then Ben Middlebrooks fought for five from the field. So those two guys, they deserve the little shout-out for what they did against two of the tallest players they're going to play against all season. Awesome. Well, let's let's look forward here before we um go to the break. There, there's only one game between. Oh wait, no. First, sorry, I skipped ahead. Let, let's look at the UNC game briefly. I'm sorry, like many NC State fans, um, trying or have already forgotten about that game. Um, Noah and I were both there. We watched um the Wolfpack fall on um, 67 to 54. It they kept it close for most of the game, but it unraveled towards the last couple minutes. NC State did not shoot well. Um, and UNC is a really good team. They're they're a top ten program, and um, and they sure as heck earned that win. Harrison Ingram was a problem. He had nineteen boards on the night for the pack, and uh, and then you know R.J. Davis ended up heating up in the second half after both teams were pretty much um ice cold in the um in the first. But Noah, is there anything that now about um you know more than a week removed? Or is there Anything you're keeping in mind, taking away from that game that um, NC State fans should care about? I think it was a, like, you know, three-point shooting was a concern, but shooting in general was a concern. They had their lowest shooting night of the season. They were able to rebound at Louisville, put up a 50, you know, just above 50% from the field. Again, another night above 50% from the field, even without a no three. So I think that they, they've been able to grow, right, from this game where they didn't make shots, where sometimes it's basketball, the shot just isn't going to fall. It is what it is, but... They've rebounded well. They've shot the ball now consistently well, two straight games. We'll see if they can do it for a third. Um, but other than that, it may have just been one of those nights where it's just not your night. And that happens in a sport where you play 30 games in a season, right? That happens in baseball when they play 50 in college or, or you know, 162 in the MLB. It happens. You can have an off game. It's not the end of the world like it is in football. You lose a game. It's like, okay, well, there's only 12 of those chances to win. There's a lot of chances to win in college basketball, and, and one-off night's not going to kill your season. And so far, we've seen NC State's not let that one-off night turn into two and three. They've been mm-hmm. able to turn it around, and now they're on a two-game win streak getting ready for Virginia Tech. Yeah, and in between those home games, like you mentioned, they did hit the road and go to Louisville, and um, they won that game 89-83. to um, They were leading it by nine at halftime, and the second half things got pretty rocky, and um, it looked like, you know, that could be a game they were going to drop, but um, they pulled it out. Another tough win, got the stops when they needed to there at the end. And, um, you know, DJ Horn bounced back in a huge way with his 27-point outing um, despite coming off the bench because he was um, 30 seconds late to a, um, a team meeting or film review or something like that, right? So 
yeah, um, it's a good win. And um, like you said, two-game winning streak going into this matchup against Virginia Tech um, at home again. Um, Noah, from what you've seen, just any initial thoughts on that matchup? It's going to be, you know, it's the ACC. Every game's tough. Doesn't matter who they're playing. You know, Virginia Tech's been up and down too. I think it'd be a good game. But for, for NC State, when you look at, at the wins and things that's got going, I, I think it's a game you can't afford to lose right now. Um, if you're NC State trying to put together an NCAA resume, they pick up a quad two win against Wake Forest. This one will also be a quad two opportunity. So you got to kind of rack up these wins. So far against quad two opponents, you're 3-0 on the season. It's good to have, especially if these teams can kind of work their way up. Yes, at home it's kind of hard, you know, with Virginia Tech being in the 50s in the net. To be a quad one win at home has to be in the top 30. Mm-hmm. Probably won't see it moving up into that. But quad two wins are still really helpful when it comes around the March. So I think it's a game that you can't afford to lose. You could, They'll be okay if they lose, but it's really one that I think that they, they need to win. Yeah, and um, you look at Virginia Tech's schedule. They beat Louisville um, by seven. So, you know, close one, kind of the same as um, NC State. They got boat raced by Wake Forest, 23-point loss on the road there. Then narrow loss to Florida State, blew out Clemson in one of the more surprising results of January, in my opinion, and then um, lost by four to Miami um, recently. So, like you said, this should be a game they win. Um, I'll go ahead and throw the prediction out there that I think they will um, defend home court and win that one. I think they have the – perimeter defenders to slow down um, Virginia Tech's guard duo of Sean Padula and um, Hunter Couture. Um, but I think um, I'm pretty confident in projecting a win there. What about you, Noah? I am too. you got to slow down Padula. He dropped, I think, crew high 33 points against Miami. So he can obviously fill the bucket. Um, but I think NC State has the defenders to do it. You know, Jaden Taylor did not have a great shooting night against Wake Forest, but, you know, he had a big steal late in the game. He's kind of one of those lockdown defenders you put on the team's best player. We'll see him on, on probably both of them. Um, and DJ Horn's not not bad defender either. He's gotten really better. I think he's improved a lot throughout the season um, defensively as a guard. So we know what they have on the post. Now the guards are really playing well in the defense. And State is looking like a good defensive team, especially what we saw them do down the stretch against Wake Forest and able to, to kind of put that run together and get rolling. So I think they'll win. Um, they're going to be favored at home when the line comes out on Friday and, and we'll see what it is. But I think that they'll, I'm comfortable saying they'll, they'll beat tech before hitting the road, the Virginia back-to-back Virginia games here, one at PNC and one in Charlottesville. Absolutely. And um, before we dive into everything to do with the women's team, I want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor game time. Game time is a ticket buying and selling marketplace. Um, whether you're looking for tickets to NC State's next basketball game, a Hurricanes game, a concert, comedy show, pretty much anything you need a ticket for, um, GameTime has it. You can find GameTime on any app store or on your web browser at GameTime.co. That's .co, not .com. And um, go check it out. Um, you know, tickets right up until puck drop, tip off, um, the first song of the concert. It's um, very useful. I'm a big fan. Um, I tend to buy my tickets last minute, so it's pretty much the perfect ticket buying platform for me. And another thing I really appreciate about it is when you go and you look on the app, which um, I use frequently, um, it shows you, first of all, cheapest ticket right at the top. I appreciate that. They're not trying to sell me anything other than the cheapest one. And um, 
you can see exactly the view from the seat that you'd be sitting in. I'll hold it up for those watching on YouTube. You can see from my phone, if you were sitting in, you know, section 334 row F, you know exactly where you'd be sitting and the view from your seat for the next Hurricanes game. Um, right now, we have a deal going where if you go on there and it's your first time using game time, um, use code WOLFPACK, um, all caps WOLFPACK, off for um, $20 off your first purchase. It's a great deal. Um, save some money and um, you know help us out a little bit too there. Um, we appreciate it. And go check it out. It's game time on any app store or on your web browser at gametime.co. All right, Noah. Let's talk Wolfpack women's basketball, the number four team in the country after a brief departure from the top five. Um, the Wolfpack's back in the top five, uh, about where I'd say they should be around that four, three, four range, I think is a good ranking for them. And they, they rose because they beat the crap out of UVA um, last week. They absolutely blew them out. It was not close. It was maybe the fastest bucket I've ever seen in a basketball game. Isaiah James took the opening tip off, and I'm not kidding, just sprinted straight to the opposite goal, got a layup to fall, and it was uh, Interstate was up 2 nothing, seven seconds in, and really never slowed down. Um, that was the impressive thing. You've seen the Wolfpack kind of let off the gas at times um, this season. They definitely did not. Um Zoe Brooks, who is slotting into the starting lineup with River Baldwin out, had 19 points. Um, that's a career high. Four steals, three assists, and a couple of boards. Hit a three. She just keeps getting better and better. Um, she's one of the best um, um, freshmen in the country. Um, absolutely one of the best in the ACC. And um, it was just an encouraging win. Um, you know, they held UVA to um, 32% from the field, and that was with uh, – you know, like one hot quarter in there, but the rest of the day it was pretty much just uh, complete dominance. They didn't allow um, any more than 21 points in a quarter and held them UVA into the teens in every other quarter while NC State also scored their highest total of the season. If they didn't back off, they would have hit 100 points with ease, but um, Westmore put the backups in and uh, and the scoring pace slowed from there. But um. Noah, what were your impressions from that? Um, watching the Wolfpack bounce back from their first loss of the season in, in a big way. Yeah, I was curious to see how they would handle a loss. Because if you don't, we talked about the men's team, right? You, you lose a game, you can't let that beat you twice, three times, four times. And, and they were able to rebound really well against a team they've just seen. I think that might help too. They just played Virginia like two weeks before, turn around, play them at home. And it wasn't a game. As you said, they, they were able to, you know, jump out in front and then kept it going. So good win for Westmore and company back in the top five. It should be number three. I'm going to go out there and say it. Colorado's at number three. Colorado has one loss to NC State. I just by, never, by it always boggles my – yeah, by 18 points. It always boggles my mind in the AP poll, men's basketball, women's basketball, football, when there's two teams very comparable. They've played each other. And the team that lost is ahead. It's a more recent win. They did get a good win. Um, I can't remember who they blew out, but they blew out Stanford. So, I yeah, mean, yeah. it was a good win for them. But still, I think you could justify putting NC State at three and Colorado at four. It doesn't matter. It's January. Things happen by the time March rolls around. You know, I think both could be number one seeds. Colorado probably won't be. They'll be a top twos, you know, being the twos. But overall, I think, you know, NC State did a really good job at rebounding from its loss. Um, and was able to move forward and, and get a good win. And now they're on their, their bye week. 
Yeah, and yeah. there's a couple encouraging signs from that game, right? You had one, two, three, four, five, um, five players in double figures scoring. Um, and one of those was um Lacey Steele, who um a freshman guard who's really coming along very quickly. She's improving really fast. Um, she was never like hesitant to shoot this season, but now they're really starting to fall, and you can see that confidence growing rapidly. Um, she she had 13 points in this one, five of six from the field, three of four from deep. Um, she probably needs to shoot a little bit more if she's shooting that well. But um, yeah, she had a great game, and she's put it together. I think it's three of the past six games she has been in double figures. So, you know, if you can start to get that consistent contribution, she's the first player off the bench now, um, now that River Baldwin's out and Zoe Brooks is in the starting lineup. So they need her to be that level of player. And she's risen to the occasion. That's been great to see. That's a great sign for the pack because River will be back. River will be back. And um, she's probably going to miss a few more games based on Wes Moore's timeline that he shared with us. Um, um, River will probably return, I'd say, in late January. But um, and when she's back, then you have if, – if you have at that point Zoe Brooks and Lacey Steele as like with legitimate ACC experience coming off your bench, it's – that's a deep team. That's a deep team right off the bat. And, um, you know, you, you don't never want to say, like, this uh, River Baldwin's injury is a good thing for the pack. But um, they're learning to play without one of the best post players in the ACC. And um, that's important, whether she's, River gets in foul trouble down the line or, you know, stuff like that. So they're going to become – they're going to grow as a team because of this injury. And when River comes back, it could be scary. It, it could be scary because River Baldwin was playing at – um, you know, a career best pace before her injury. Um, and then you look at how they've been shooting behind the arc against UVA. Noah, they shot um, 43.5% from, from three. That's not the strength of this team. That That is not supposed to be what they're really good at. And I think, I, I think they'll be any team in the country. I'll go ahead and say that if, if they're, if they shoot 43% um, percent from three, they're going to beat any team. I, I, I have a hard time seeing any team beating them because they're so good in every other aspect of the game that if their shots are falling from deep, it's a buzzsaw. It is a Wolfpack buzzsaw that is going to be hard to beat on any given night. Um, so we'll see if that becomes a trend as well as we continue through the ACC schedule. But um, I don't have that many more takeaways from the UVA game. It was the only um, game of the week for the pack. They have their uh, their bye week here. Um, before resuming action tomorrow, Thursday night against Miami. But, um, you know, they, they they completed the season sweep over UVA. UVA is 0-4 in the conference right now. That's not necessarily going to be a quality win, but um, it's still good to go in there and leave absolutely no doubt um, ahead of this matchup against Miami. Um, you look at the Hurricanes. Uh, last year, a really, really good team. Um, made a tournament run. Um, this year, They've struggled a little bit to start conference play. Eleven and five overall, one and four in the conference. They've lost two in a row, um, but they are ten and one at home. Noah, they are a really, really good home team, and um, you know they will present NC State with some challenges throughout the matchup. Um, uh, they're going to have to um, deal with, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name here, Kyla, but um, Kyla Oldeker who's a six foot six four sophomore forward who, um, you know, good player, uh, one of their leading rebounders. And um, with River Baldwin out, you don't really have anyone in that starting lineup in that top seven. 
um, that's going to be able to really match up against her height wise. And NC State has in back to back games given up 20 plus points to post players. So that's the main concern for me, Noah. Um, they, they do such a good job with everyone around the post players that it hasn't really been a huge issue yet. But um, yeah, um, keeping an eye on how they guard Kyla and you know, they have more height. They have another forward who's 6'4. So it's, it's a tall team. But we'll see how um, NC State um, handles that task on the road as well, which is always fun, um, a fun test after they lost their last road matchup. And, Noah, do you have any thoughts on that um, showdown with Miami in Miami? Yeah, you say they're 10-1 and one at home, and their only loss was to, to, to Louisville to open ACC play, a five-point loss to a good Louisville team. It yeah. shows that Miami can hang, but you, you look at who they've played, they do have a, you know, almost a 20-point loss to Baylor, who was number 10 at the time. They did lose almost uh, by more than 20 to Virginia Tech um, last week. So up and down team. We'll see what they can do against the Pack, who you know is another top 10 team they'll see. They're not afraid. They've played you know, three-ranked teams and have played, you know, played Louisville close. We'll see how it goes. But another thing is Miami, lowest-scoring team. They're averaging 69.5 yeah. points a game. NC State's averaging – almost 80. So we'll see if, if, you know, NC State's offense can get rolling. Cause I think Miami is going to try to lean on its defense, especially with, you know, the balanced attack that NC State has six players in double figures that are averaging it. You know, one is not currently playing, that is most in the, in the NCAA. And then if uh, you see Lacey Steele keep doing her thing, she might get up to, you know, she's at five points right now, I think a game, but if she can keep rolling, that'll be a good sign. And the last thing I had was you talked about, shooting three ball for, for NC state, which is something they haven't done well for most of the year. Well, I think it's not a surprise that when Lacey steals hot there, the team is, is, is getting rolling. I mean, she was three for four and they, they had on 40%. That's a good thing to see. And they brought her in to be the shooter. She's kind of showing now that what she was able to do in high school. And I think it might've just been adjusting the college speed and, and things like that, but she's finally showing what she's, what she's able to do. And man, She's playing like this halfway through her freshman year. I think it's, it's a really good sign for not only the rest of the season, but these freshmen, you know, with her and Zoe Books, of, of what's to come in the future for NC State women's basketball. Yeah, and, and we've mentioned Lacey, but um, I want to give a couple shout-outs to another couple players. Isaiah James, I feel like she's someone that we probably don't mention enough just because she's so consistently great that um, – Maybe we're taking her greatest for granted right now, but um, she's the team's leading scorer at almost 15 points per game, four rebounds, 2.6 assists, and um, a huge jump in her um, game this season in her third season of college basketball is last season she shot 28.8% from three, and now she's shooting 36.7%, which has such a huge impact beyond just those made threes because she is so good off the dribble that um, when teams have to guard her out there, it opens up um, the offense so much for her. And um, she's really hard to stop. And um, when the team goes cold and they need a couple buckets, she's able to go get them. Um, she's having an all-ACC um, year right now, um, without a doubt. So I want to mention her. And then Madison Hayes, another player who um, struggled at times from three last year, um, uh, shot 36.4%. So still you know, a, a, a solid mark. But this year took a huge step forward. And Noah, she's now hitting 45.8% of her threes. She hasn't quite um, reached the volume necessary to get on like all the NCAA like leaderboard rankings for that. But if she continues that volume, I mean, at that percentage 
at a, a greater volume, she would be um, 13th in the nation. So she's one of the better shooters in the ACC right now. And again, another player who can attack off the drive and um, make plays and um, is a beneficiary beneficiary of some of the driving kick stuff that uh, you get when you have a Zoe Brooks, a Sonia Rivers, an Isaiah James. So it, it, it's we've talked about it, but the, every it seems like every player on the team just took such a huge step forward this year. And um, uh, you can't say enough about the work and the individual improvement everyone's made to make it such an impressive collective um, step forward for the pack this season. Um, as far as, you know, predicting the Miami game, um, I'll, I'll chalk it up as a win. I think it'll be a little closer than um, people expect. I think Miami will give them a, a, a good contest, but um, I, I think I'm pretty comfortable projecting it as a win. What about you, Noah? Same thing here. I think that it might be a little closer, just the fact that NC State hasn't played in a week. They had their, their little week off. Yes, they've practiced. They got some time to heal their bodies. Uh, but I think, you know, maybe slow start could come around something. I think it'll be close. They should come out with a win in Coral Gables. But it just might not be the 25-point win that maybe some of yeah. fans are going to look for. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all from us, folks. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, really appreciate your time spending it with the Wolfpackers show. We'll be back next week. Similar format. Um, hey, I guess unless news breaks like it did last week. So um, keep an eye on your YouTube feed if something does come up. But if not, we will see you next Wednesday um, on the Wolfpackers show to break down um, all of the predictions I'm sure we got right and um, preview what's next. All right, thank you all for watching and have a great Wednesday. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.